Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, good morning, everyone. Morning. Uh, so this morning, um, we have the privilege of being able to hear uh, some student life staff testimonies um, uh, regarding the theme of identity. And we, it was hard to just pick a couple or two or three, uh, so we have four uh, student life staff uh, uh, members that are up here to, to share uh, really testimonies, but in the, the format of conversation. And um, I don't know if you've ever had like a, a future appointment scheduled of like a meeting with a friend and you're just really excited about a conversation that you know you're going to have and you don't know all of what's going to take place, but you kind of generally know what it's about. Um, uh, that's, that's been this for me. <laughs> and so um, I've, I've had, I have the dear, uh, just the privilege um, of being able to serve alongside um, uh, of our brother here and three sisters, and we're going to introduce them in just a moment. But um, really the purpose of this um, is in a conversational format for you guys to hear uh, from Student Life staff who we are here for you, here alongside of you, uh, partnering with the Lord in the work that he's doing in and through your lives as you're here uh, and even beyond your, your time here as a, as a student. Um, and the hope is that um, while we have some questions that we've prepared, um, it's not a strict script. It's meant to be a guide. And um, we're hoping that you maybe hear some questions that maybe you could respond to. Maybe that you could ask your roommate or you could ask your RA or uh, a conversation that could be replicated uh, with your friends or around, uh, around the lunch table later today. And so, um, uh, so really, uh, I'm excited to see uh, what the Lord will do in and through uh, this time and talking about um, our journey um, of what it means to have our identity in Christ. And so, um, so I want to have uh, uh, each of the Student Life uh, staff members introduce themselves. And uh, just briefly, because uh, some of them have been here longer than others, and, and we have some new staff and some new faces as well, so you're going to get to know them. Uh, but your name, your role, how long you've been here, and then just for fun, I'm going to throw this in there. Who did you want to be like when you grew up? Like, who is that person? Like, I hope when I grew up someday, when I grew up, I want to be like him or her. So I'm just going to throw that out there. You didn't know I was going to do that, but I thought of it during worship. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pitch that to you, and we'll start with, yes. with you. Well, it's great to be here with you all. My name is Brittany Galeski. And I am the Director of Student Leadership and Intercultural Programs here in Student Life. Um, I have been at Northwestern for a total of six years because I worked at Northwestern right after I graduated um, from school here. So I'm an alum um, for a few years and then I left and then I came back. So my most recent stint here has been about three years. Um, and I've had a couple different positions on campus um, up until last March where I um, came into the role that I'm currently in. And then your question, Justin, my goodness. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to answer. I, I think for me, the, the reason why it's such a hard question is I think I just had really high expectations for myself. Um, so there wasn't necessarily a person, I would say maybe like my parents, um, but I think my parents had high expectations for me and therefore I had high expectations for myself. So it was more of a, a competition within myself to reach this certain lofty level of pristine, I've arrived-ness 
Um, so that's, that's my answer. Well, hello everyone. My name is Alyssa Sarakis, and I'm the spiritual development coordinator here. And I've actually been in this role for just about a month, so I'm pretty new here. Uh, but not new completely, because I did go to school here, and I'm an alum. And I did work um, at Northwestern. This is going into my fourth year. Kind of been moving around positions, but in this role, I've been in here for about a month. So I'm really excited to be here with you all today. Man, it's someone that I looked up to. I mean, the easy answer, I just, I picture myself as like a five-year-old. I'm like, well, of course my parents, um, my mom is who I looked up to the most. Um, she's the most giving person um, that I've ever met and still is. And I feel like I'm still not grown up yet. So I'm like, I still want to be like my mom when I grow up. We have one. Is this one? Okay. So I am Chua LeMay, uh, very similar to Brittany's story. I have, uh, I'm not new to Northwestern. I'm new to my position as of March last year. I'm the intercultural programs coordinator and I work very closely with the force and multicultural student leaders. Um, I, I'm also an alum of Northwestern, graduated way, way, way back in 2008. Um, <laughs> I got you beat. Way back. <laughs> um, in psychology. So my person that I always looked up to easily, easily is my grandmother. She was the first wife of three for my grandfather. And she was also the first elder in our family to become a Christian. And she also... Um, um, became a Christian through a courageous act of rebellion toward my grandfather who uh, hated any idea of a higher entity and was very agnostic, very atheist, all of it. And my grandmother was like, well, if you're not going to take care of me, I'm going to become a Christian. And even if she said that as um, a threat in the moment, uh, the Lord took hold of her heart and she followed him till her dying days and never made death feel like an ending, but a beginning to her um, being in the presence of her, of her Jesus, is how she always put it. Good morning. I am Corey Wilder. And <laughs> Hello. Uh, I have the honor and privilege of being the resident director of those rowdy, rowdy Knudsen men. Yep, um, and I have been here for a lofty two and a half months, I believe, so pretty experienced. I don't know if you guys know that. Um, and then person that I look up to. So I have a fantastic dad, and he is by far the man that I've looked up to for my entire life. But I'm going to say when I was young, I grew up, I was born in 89, so like right at the beginning of the 90s. So I'm going to say Michael Jordan. And that's real funny because I have no athletic ability at all. So that's who I'll say. MJ was on top, and that's where I was. Wow. Awesome. Thank you for uh, entertaining that extemporaneous question. Um, so uh, one of the things in student life, um, we, have, we have three guiding questions that are tied to our outcomes. It's really, it's, it explains, like, why we do what we do. And those three questions are, who is God, who am I, and why am I here? 
And so if you're a new student, um, you remember in orientation, we talked through that uh, just about a month or a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago now. Um, but I wanted to uh, have for you guys to uh, kind of a two-part question and no particular order and take, take it wherever you would like. Um, why, why is that question of identity, that question, who am I, so important? Part one, part two, um, we, we say a phrase a lot as Christians, my identity is in Christ. We say it, it's all throughout the scriptures. You know, it's like the Apostle Paul's favorite phrase, and, and rightfully so. But sometimes we overuse it, become overly familiar with it. Um, what does that mean to you in terms of how do you understand that as a personal application to yourself? And, like, is there a specific image in scripture or a specific scripture that you go to when you think of that phrase, my identity is in Christ? So why is identity so important? And then what does it mean for you that your identity is in Christ? Alyssa looks like she was going to jump. Nope. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I can go. Um, so I think, so I'll tackle the first part a little bit um, in terms of the uh, student life outcome and who, who am I. I think what's so beautiful and honestly what's kind of led me to uh, go into working at a, a university and a college with college students is that just age-wise, so you're emerging adults, um, and that's a stage in life that you are in, so there's a lot of research about emerging adulthood, um, and one of the pinnacles and pillars of that is who, who am I, and, and then another follow-up question is why am I here? Um, and so I think with that, student life aligning itself with um, just that stage, you know, um, of life. So late teens, early 20s, it's just kind of this natural uh, questioning um, that, that is happening. So for many of you, you um, are independently starting your own life uh, separate from your families in some ways or in, in unique ways separate. So your families are still part of your life, um, hopefully for many of you, um, but it, you're not, not all of you might be living with them in the same way or if you are, um, you have different schedules, school looks different. So um, I think that it's, it, just in general, um, it's, it's a unique time. Um, and I think the who am I, there's a lot of courses and classes and getting to, new, getting to know new people that you're starting to uncover. Um, and then I think for me, in terms of identity in Christ, um, I think my journey has been um, a lot around um, navigating my mental health um, and my identity, and so I think for me, navigating an anxiety order, a disorder, um, and my identity has been pretty significant. Um, and so for me, the verse that comes to mind is I, Isaiah 26.3, um, and it actually um, came to mind again just recently where it says, you keep him in perfect peace who mi whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And so I think with in navigating identity, because there's so many, the who am I question can lead to so many other questions. And then all of a sudden, I know at least for me, then I start kind of having a little bit of a, a moment of 
intense anxiety, realizing who Christ is in, in those moments has been incredibly helpful and necessary. I think also in conjunction with that, um, keeping Jesus, who Jesus is on the throne as our foundation, doesn't necessarily void us of a human experience here on earth. So Christ had a human experience, we have human experiences. And so um, I think for me, properly ordering that and not allowing my human experience to take over the truths that I know um, has been uh, something that I'm still clinging on to. It's not this end, like I figured it out, I have my Bible verse for my life and cool. I got this identity thing nailed down. Um, it's like, it's an everyday uncovering um, and an everyday like trusting and managing and navigating. So I can go into it more, but <laughs> I'm gonna give other people an opportunity. I'm gonna tackle the second part of that question because it's a great question, but there's big pieces to it. So I'm only gonna tackle the second half because I know myself and I like the second half. Uh, so for me, um, dealing more with what is my identity in Christ and what does that mean to me personally? So even that is a big question to me. So I'm gonna break it apart into what it means for me personally and then what it means to me professionally. So personally, I am the definition of an introvert. Like I love going to movies by myself. I'll go out to eat by myself, like quiet time, alone time, I'm great. So I love it. But part of the reason why I'm a confident introvert is because I know that God is with me through all the things that I do. Um, I know that God goes before me and he prepares a way for me, but what really means the most to me is that God is with me through anything that I uh, tackle, anything that I interact with, anything that I do in my life, God is with me. Um, and that's always meant the most to me in my life. Uh, anything that I've done that has felt insurmountable, I recognize that I can, I can tackle it, I'm capable, but that's because God is right beside me through any anything that I do. So that's what my identity in Christ has meant for me personally, that God goes with me in anything that I do, and because of that, I'm capable so much more than I would be otherwise. Um, professionally, my favorite verse, and the verse that's always stuck with me also in Isaiah, uh, is Isaiah 53, 6, all we like sheep have gone astray and turned his or her head in their own way, but the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And to me, that reads as, I'm a weird person. Like, I'm very strange in a lot of ways. But God still loves me and is invested in me. So how can I not share that and want that for all of God's children, which is everyone? Um, so there's both an expectation in that, and there's also a responsibility in that. And my, my strength finder's responsibility is in there, so that really resides in me. Um, but... I have a responsibility to go after everyone, and that's not just the people that are like me, but it's also the people that are not like me, not just the people that are in crowd, but also the people that feel outside, the people that feel like deviants in society or culture. There's a responsibility to create a place where they feel welcome and to go after them as well. So there's the me, the introvert, the confident introvert, that Christ is with me, and then there's the God that has called me to go after as many of his children as possible. And that's the professional side. And that's why I love being a resident director because I get to see all of you that are here um, in various places. So that's my answer.
I think um, Christian selfhood is not defined in terms of who we are in, in and of ourselves, but it is defined by what God calls us to be and the relationship he creates with us and where he's destined us to be. And I think God made us who we are so we can make known who he is. Our identity is for the sake of making known his identity. And when we say our identity is in Christ, knowing that is so much different than how it, and knowing how to apply it and how that's being applicable to our lives. And like what you were saying, Corey, with how God is reflecting through you and walking with you as we go on our journey, that's exactly kind of the same route that I was going through too. Um, the verse that sticks out to me when I think about my identity in Christ is looking at who Jesus was. When he was on earth, he was our example, our pinnacle of who we are supposed to be like. And Philippians 2, 1 through 11, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the premise of it is, I'm just going to read a little bit of it. It says, therefore, if there is any encouragement and comfort in Christ, if there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship in the spirit, if there is any great depth of affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of the same mind having the same love, knit together in spirit, intent on one purpose, and living a life that reflects your faith and spreads the gospel. And it goes on to share about how Jesus was sent, died on the cross for our sins and rose from the grave victoriously so that we can have that reflection. And the biblical image that comes to mind is a mirror. You know, we say we're supposed to reflect and be image bearers. Well, I think Christ designed us to have a reflection of ourselves as a perfect mirror with no cracks in it. But I think when we start to take different pieces that define ourselves, especially when we're in college, I did this a lot. Um, I was a music major, I sang, I played piano, I really identified myself as I'm a musician, I perform, I play, this is what I do. But in turn, that actually cracks away at the mirror that God has created for us. And then the more of those cracks that we put into our image and our identity, that becomes something that we're content with. Okay, now I'm content looking at myself with all these cracks. And honestly, sometimes we allow other people to define how we identify ourselves as well, too. Um, like a quick story about this mom that had a child that was had a disability and would often struggle, especially when they went into grocery stores. And there was a moment where she was having um, a really hard time with her child because he was having a meltdown. And she could feel the looks from other people. They were silent judgments. And this is a friend that I know, and I asked her if I could share this. Um, but there were silent judgments, even though they weren't saying anything. But she was like, in that moment, I was letting them identify who I was as a mother. And that's not okay. And then that we kind of let them define that for us. When Christ says, no, get rid of all of those cracks, because that's chipping away at our image and who God intended for you to be. God wants you to see you as you completely are. And honestly, as you're in college, <laughs> be praying for God to identify something in you that might be hindering you from becoming who you're supposed to be. Because sometimes it's not obvious. And sometimes we've become so content by just like having these different images in our mind. But be praying about it. God, please reveal to me what I need to change and so I can become more like you and have my focus be on you. I have a quick um, kind of follow-up. And I know I'm not 
moderating this thing, but <laughs> it's not your Justin. Um, but for, for <laughs> don't cut me off. Um, for maybe some of us to to take a deeper dive in, because what you were saying, and I think. Um, what we were all saying, and I know, Chua, we need to still hear your answer, too. <laughs> um, but I'm really curious, how have you navigated the balance of there are things in my identity that are good, so there are things that are worth, like, celebrating, that are worth acknowledging, that are worth acknowledging in other people because their life experiences, because of how they grew up, because of socioeconomic status, because of some different things impact how they move through life and impact their identity. How have you um, maybe navigated that with also our identity is in Christ? Does that? make sense? Because that's, I think, always a big question um, for me, because I think the, um, I think sometimes we tend to do an either or, and that's pretty human. So how have you navigated holding both um, to be true? So I think I'm, I think hopefully understanding the question. Uh, I think the way that that intermingles in my life is, I mean, God operates really like a great friend and a great friend is gonna love you and celebrate you. And it's not despite the things in your life that need work, but it's they celebrate those things because they make up who you are. And so I think God holds us to account and definitely holds us to a higher standard to be better than our sinful past. But at the same time, God loves who he created and he created all of us. So he loves so deeply all of us. So I think balancing that and modeling that with our interactions with others is, you know, how do we love people, love them for who they are as a whole person, but also say, you know what, there's things that you can be better at and that God calls you to be better at, and that's, that's good. Like, that's good because God sees that and he sees what you can be, not just who you are right now. So. My turn. <laughs> so going off of what Brittany said about finding the good pieces of your identity, and I think I have a really good example here. <laughs> so a little bit about my background. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. In fact, I grew up in a deeply, traditionally shaman household where my parents regularly performed shaman rituals were invited a shaman and if you aren't familiar with a shaman there uh, a lot of people would just describe them as witch doctors um, however shamans were a little different because they uh, don't perform any healing acts they in fact um, have a spiritual relationship with a spiritual realm and they are sort of like the liaison to the human world and so we will invite shamans into our home to advocate on our behalf uh, for a lot of things in life for it. I mean, things that we would classify as mental health or family crisis or keys being lost, personal story there, <laughs> um, to elicit their help in those areas. So I am the first generation of um, Hmong immigrant parents. And so growing up here in the US and at home 
being um, very torn by the Hmong culture and the expectation of women and the uh, expectation that I had to perform uh, domestic duties for my future husband was all wrapped up in who I am and would become. And then and in high school, uh, being uh, integrated with American teenagers or American students or uh, other students who have uh, grown, grown up in Western society and being confused of where my identity lies. And so going home was one life, being at school was another life, and two identities come clashing. One of the biggest challenges for me growing up in those two different cultures is what pieces of those cultures in both the American culture and the Hmong culture do I shed in order to fully live out and honor the two cultures that I was growing up with? For a long time, I just despised American culture because there's, you know, the values were different from my home life, which was the Hmong culture. And, and then I started to learn about Jesus Christ, which was very different from the Christian faith in all aspects, but I didn't want to give up that part of my identity either. So it took years of uncovering the pieces of my Hmong culture and my American culture and um, centering it on something other than myself. And so really it's been a journey. Um, some of the things that being Hmong is holy who I am, being American is holy who I am, um, but it is still a process of figuring out how those pieces fit into who I am first and foremost as a child of God. And that has been newer in my identity just because I didn't grow up in a Christian home and came to the faith in my uh, late teens, early 20s. And so those are some of the pieces and I couldn't tell you how to navigate them, but there are beautiful pieces of both cultures that I am coming to embrace. Um, and how I come to it truly is the help of the Holy Spirit in many ways, so. Um, so our time's going fast and we, we said it was going to, so um, I'm actually just gonna have us do a, a, a concluding question. This is, these are like the tweetable moments, okay? So you maybe want to like write some of these phrases down. So I want to ask each of you just to finish a sentence um, at however you want and keep it to a sentence. And then we have, we'll, we'll have one more concluding song of worship um, before we are dismissed. And so um, finish the sentence if you would. Remember that your identity is or is not. <laughs> I had a when we were talking about this earlier, I had a really hard time um, sticking in the box. So I'm gonna kind of color outside a little bit. So I said that my, my identity is my process with the Holy Spirit, and it's not meant to be compared to someone else's process in their faith journey and uncovering that. Yeah, it's a tricky question. Um, I'd say my identity is not defined by my achievements or anything that anyone else says of me, um, but it's how God sees me and how God wants me to be um, on this earth. And I think, too, um, I wrote down that 
We do not lose our true selves, but we become our true selves only in him. And that's how I define my identity in Christ. So to complete the sentence for myself, um, I, I kept it simple. My identity is not just about me. That's it. I think this answer is true about anything that you pursue, but uh, my answer is my identity in Christ is found in the search. So a lot more could be shared and s than what was said, um, but we, I want you to know that we're here for and with you, so please um, engage us in a conversation if something you heard is something you'd love to hear more about. One thing we didn't get to is to talk about identity crises that we faced. Um, if you haven't experienced one of those, you will, and you probably will while you're here, and we're here along with you uh, to come alongside of you to do this together. So. Um, I want to pray um, for us, and then uh, Megan and Lee, and Lee are going to lead us in one concluding song. So, Father, we praise you and thank you that our identity is a process. I think of the scripture in Philippians 1.6, that he who began a good work in you is faithful to see it through to completion until the day of Christ. So thank you for that confidence and the hope that we have of the work that you're doing in us together and in this community. We love you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Let's stand and worship and sing together as we close.